0: Hi friends and welcome to our weekly podcast at KPC. We hope you are doing well. We're super excited for this week as we enter into a time of autumn looking at Romans 13 and our theme for this week is dressed for success wearing light and love and as Paul so often does in the book of Romans he encourages His followers, not only with deep, sound doctrine, but gives them a reason for the hope that they are living with. This hope, of course, is Jesus Christ, crucified and resurrected. And because of this, he motivates those he writes to, to very clearly walk around with this truth not only in their hearts but also on their bodies and the way that they talk they conduct themselves the way they act the way they speak and that is true for us still today that people will see us and that it will be undeniable that something else motivates us and drives us I hope that's been true for you as well in your own journey as you've looked at other people Maybe in this congregation or maybe in your family or circle of friends, people who really aspire to to follow Jesus with lots of uh, zealousness and with lots of passion and enthusiasm. I know that there's been a lot of people who wear Jesus well in my life and I can only speak well of them. So how does it look to wear love and light? Why is it so important? Well, we've got a responsibility now that we have seen the dress code, if you will. The dress code is all about serving the world in the way that Jesus came to serve the world. To love our neighbors as we love ourselves and to love our Lord with all of our heart, soul, minds and all of our strength. So, friends, without further ado, let's just look at this passage from Romans 13. And I'm going to read from the NIV. Now, you would make a mistake by simply focusing on the negatives, the the do nots. And we'll maybe touch on that at the start of my talk. Um, But look at the bigger picture here. And that is to be prepared for the day. That is fast approaching day and light was always and uh, especially for Paul and the writers of the New Testament and also in the Old Testament signs of, of God's kingdom coming into the world, breaking into the world, heaven touching earth. That sign that when there is light one is able to see and comprehend and come to a better understanding and when we have that with us it Kind of illuminates the world around us gives us a, a, a bit of a, a different angle to look at the hurt and the longing and the suffering that is around us and that too will one day come to an end and in this passage we are encouraged to clothe ourselves with the lord jesus christ let us read together let no debt remain outstanding except The continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. And whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm and it does not harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this understanding the present time the hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because your salvation is nearer now than when we first believed the night is nearly over the day is almost here so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light let us behave decently as in the daytime not in orgies and drunkenness not in sexual immorality and debauchery Not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Amen. And thanks be to God for this reading from His Holy Word. One person described Christians as the do not people. We want to measure our Christian lives by what we do not. A minister friend has this saying, "We are always anti or against. Wouldn't it be better if we are for people, as in for unity and for reconciliation?" The problem with the anti approach to Christianity is that it sets the standard pretty low. By this measure, a rock could be a perfect Christian. A rock never commits drunkenness, wickedness, never guilty of quarreling and jealousy. Just think of the sins that a rock does not commit. It never tells a lie. It never covets. It does not get addicted to crack or cocaine. A rock can be a perfect Christian by most of our popular ways of measuring goodness. But as you know, a rock never does any good either. Paul focuses on relationships and caring, not just on a kind of passive goodness or the absence of the bad. He goes on to say, put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day and put on, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. These are positive actions, not just negative ones. Paul does not use guilt or fear to motivate, but rather joy and hope. Paul says salvation, not condemnation, is nearer to us than when we became believers. What does it mean to walk in the light and to put on the armor of our Lord Jesus? It means to walk as Christ must have walked in the world. And how is that? (laughs) Very simply, in love. Putting on the Lord Jesus Ahead of time is a a public activity, as public as wearing new clothes, done in public. It bears witness to the hope that is in us. Like the hope we have of Scotland winning the World Cup. He goes on to to start this passage, this pericot, by saying, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. Just as Paul insists that we owe earlier in the chapter governing officials and institutions certain things, <coughs> excuse me, he also insists that we owe our neighbors something. And that is love, our love. We love God, not because we're such nice or smart people, but because God loved us first. And in a similar way, we love our neighbors, not because they necessarily deserve it, but because god not only loves them but also lovingly calls us to do so friends of course this is not easy now no matter how hard we try to love people we sometimes get sidetracked the spanish mystic saint john of the cross tells us that in the evening of life we will be judged on love alone this absolute priority of love challenges us Yet, it also sets us free. We will not be judged on success or wealth or knowledge or anything else the world offers and counts as the ultimate. Love is the ultimate. And we will be judged on that. Jesus lived in such a way as to show us how to love one another. And he died for the forgiveness of our sins in order that we might free ourselves to love one another in his name. While Christians were still rebellious sinners, God sent God's only Son into the world to live and die for us. God sent Jesus to break the relentless hold of sin and death over human beings. As it says, in order that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. That is what Jesus said. All the law and the prophets hang on two commands. Love God and love your neighbor. Because of Christ, we are to clothe ourselves with Christ. We live as people of the daylight, even in a world that still has its fair share of dark nighttime passages. It is not enough to put off the works of darkness. We must put on armor of light to prevent the darkness from returning. We must be armored for battle because we can expect frequent temptations, a constant probing of our defenses, dangers arising from unexpected quarters, a lifelong battle against evil. For light and living in light and with light attracts people. We know this to be true. There's a story of a 19th century farmer whose wife went into labor in the dead of night. The doctor was fetched. And delivered a child while the farmer held a lantern aloft to help the doctor see but then the doctor said hold on there's another one we've got twins here and the doctor delivered a second child the farmer was shaken by this unexpected development but then hold on we've got triplets another one is coming (laughs) at this the farmer began To back out of the room come back here with the lantern the doctor shouted to which the farmer replied no 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 no. it's the light that attracts them if people prefer darkness to light there's usually a reason and it's rarely good we know that astronomers get it past i have a friend who says that only bad things grow in the dark But friends, we are people of the light, then that's where we want to stay because we have nothing to hide, but everything to display to the glory of God in Christ, whose light we radiate for also others to see and be seen by. C.S. Lewis once said, I believe in God for the same reason I believe in the sun that shines in the sky and it's been shining these past few days. Not just because I can see the sun, but because by it, I can see everything else. While hate destroys persons and societies alike, love attracts and allows people to respond in kind ways. That's how we clothe ourselves with Jesus. Love has the power to build a community and to transform people's lives in ways consistent With the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's maybe something for us to consider. How are we to clothe ourselves with Christ in this week? How will an armor of light look in this week to come? Maybe you're facing a few challenging questions or quarrels or maybe a family feud. How are you going to dress for success wearing love And light in the days to come. And I'll conclude with a wee story from Chicken Soup for the Kid's Soul. It is told that there was once a family that was not rich and, well, not poor. They lived in Ohio in a small county house. One night they all sat down for dinner and there was a knock at the door. The father went to the door and opened it. There stood an old man in tattered clothing with ripped pants and missing buttons. He was carrying a basket full of vegetables. He asked the family if they wanted to buy some vegetables from him. They quickly did because they wanted him to go away. However, the next week the man returned. Over time, the family and the old man became friends. The man brought vegetables to the family every week. They soon found out that he was almost blind and had cataracts on his eyes. But he was so friendly that uh, they learned to look forward to his visits and started to enjoy his company. One day he was delivering vegetables and he said, You know what? I had the greatest blessing yesterday. I found a basket of clothes outside my house that someone had left me. The family, knowing he needed clothes, said, How wonderful. The old man replied, The most wonderful part of this is, is that I found a family that really needed the clothes. That story gets to the heart of what Paul is trying to teach us. Our love is genuine when we learn that those we help are also loved by God. We truly capture the meaning of loving our neighbors When we accept the fact that the people we help are just as worthy and capable of loving others as we are. Who wears Christ well? Who wears the jumper of light and trousers of love in such a way that they radiate God's goodness from afar? Might it be time for a clothes swap? There's always Something worth replacing. Let's do that. Let's pursue that, all of us, today and in this week to come. Amen. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, clothe you in the week to come. Amen.